and it is September 26th at about 9.05 in the morning. My name is Ryan Miller, also known as a culture contrarian, I'm broadcasting on Modern Babylon. I wanted to take an opportunity and to address those families that reside in the Octorera School District community. If you're not familiar with me, I, I strongly encourage you to do your own research and due diligence as to the nature and the character of me as an individual. Please dig back as far as you like. And I, I, I'm an open book, folks. Um, my journey has been a very interesting life journey, and, and meant much of it has been recorded. Some on very visible locations, some a little bit less, but they're accessible. And you, and you can see my life journey. And I, I stand accountable and bold and courageous on the person that I am. I was asked to come into Octorera School, into Octorera School community, to advocate on behalf of a number of parents within your school district. They had fears of retaliation against themselves and against their children, and they felt that their voices were not being heard. And they approached me with their concerns of the things that were happening to their children in the school, and. Uh, they had a lot of concerns. And these children, um, some of these children had various disabilities. Now, fortunately, some of these parents were wise and they pulled themselves out of that state institution and, and got their children the services which they were needed for their children. That was a fight within the school. But prior to even stepping foot into that school, I had had communications with multiple people saying that, I know it's unusual for an advocate to come into a school, but I have every lawful right to do so. I will do so in love, honor, and respect, but I want to advocate on behalf of parents that are, that are afraid, and they have reasons to be, and I'm going to stand on my constitutional rights to do so. And unfortunately, our government officials kind of weaponized the Department of Justice and other entities to take actions such as an advocate and, and convert them into a crime. Even in spite of the numerous warnings that they received, the board members and the superintendent at that time conspired to criminalize me and penalize me. They have silenced my voice inside your school for over a year, having committed no crime. Hear my words again. I committed no crime. I didn't violate any law. None. But they took it upon themselves in cooperation and collaboration with the district attorney's office, the Chester County de detectives, in collaboration with the state police, to perpetrate fraud against you and against me. And your board directors, absent of one, Mr. Fagitori, is still advocating to protect the parents and students in that school, are continuing to stop not stop and continue unabated and there's I can't tell you how many times I'm getting messages and screenshots about things that are happening and I know there's a standing cease and desist against the board member for his continual hyper, hyper, hyperbole and his vitriol and his narrative but he doesn't care he believes he's above the law I want you folks to know that there's very few people inside that school district that are fighting for your children. Parents, your constitutional rights have been terminated 
for your children inside that building. When you drop them on a school bus and they wind up at that school, your children have no rights. You gave them up. You signed them away to in loco parentis and you've allowed the state to take control. Stop worrying about the books they read. Stop worrying about different biological sexes going into bathrooms. Stop worrying about the violence that happens inside those walls that you can't see or hear about. And don't worry about them taking your child to some doctor because they may have gender confusion. Stop worrying about that because you've, you've consented to it. And all of those board members are saying, citizens, stay in your lane. It's our responsibility. We'll take care of you. You trust us. And these people have demonstrated that the law doesn't apply to them. They have told you repeatedly that what I am bringing to them in their private person capacity as a lawsuit for the deprivation and criminalization of my expression of rights, they're not responsible for it. Some bogus entity of this state is going to take responsibility for their actions. No, the court has clearly stated that they have violated and deprived and discriminated against me in their private person capacity. Now their argument, I don't know where they get their argument from. They're getting bad advice from counsel. The counsel is an interloper. Sexton Stump had no authority to represent them in this case. There was a conflict at the very beginning. Whether Confair was, or Benjamin Pratt disclosed that, or how they disclosed it, is irrelevant to me, because they've, they were notified with my multiple notices that this was a private legal matter. So citizens, if you're going to continue following the narrative that is being perpetrated by the active board members, and Ignore the fact that Melissa Fagitori exposed two, two back-to-back Sunshine Law violations. You probably don't know what the Sunshine Law is, and I don't expect you to know it. And the, here's the tricky thing. Your board members can't be expected to know it either. Because the only way that they follow the law is when we, the people, hold them accountable to the law. And if we don't know the law, we have nothing to hold them accountable to. So Melissa and Anthony have been advocating through your silence. You're not showing up at school board meetings. You're not communicating anywhere. Emojis are not a form of communication. You're not asking questions. And you are going to suffer the consequences of whatever they want to do next. When the masks come back into the school, just comply. Don't go and yell at the board members. They're doing, they're just doing their job. And whatever happens to your kid, well, that was your choice to put your kids in that institution. And your ability to use your three minutes to fight, you see what happens. They don't listen. They're busy tapping on their phones. They ignore you. They have no duty to listen to you. They have no obligation to respond to you. Your advocacy or fights are beating your head against the wall. Now, I've often said, wouldn't it be wonderful if the citizens could come together and talk openly about their cares and their concerns with their children inside public education so they could formulate a strategy how, as parents, they could advocate together for their children. And I'd hope to be a catalyst to do that. That was my, my intention when I first came in, is to be this 
the person, the lesser magistrate, to stand in front of that school board and have citizens behind me that I could help guide and shape and advise. Not that I would be the leader. I don't need to be the leader. I just have a way of, of gathering information and collecting it and processing it and regurgitating it to encourage people to do things on their own. Freedom is an I thing. It's not a we thing. It's only a we when you have more eyes like me joining together to do it. You don't get the benefit of success that I get as an I until you take what you learn about what I did and apply it for yourself and claim being free. So I have some papers that are going to be hitting the court here shortly. And I have to have another meeting with the detective for the crimes that continue to occur against myself and the Fagitories, which you, the citizens, have no clue. You have no idea of the crimes that those, those board members are doing. You're not going in and reading my case. You're not following my social media. You may be listening to the narrative in a board meeting, which takes 25 minutes. It's like it's a burden to that school board to deal with the details before their school. Just last, just last night, there was a whole bunch of motions made that were procedurally out of sync. And they were supposed to be presented to the public within 24 hours so that the public could address it. Now, they know there's nobody in that audience that's going to address it within 24 hours or 48 hours. There's nobody following what's going on. There's nobody interested. So their statement is the people that care are sitting inside of that audience. Yeah, that's pretty much true. There's only two people that really care inside of that audience for what's happening inside that school. Everybody else is just go along, get along. So I share this with you to say that as the plaintiff, I have always, always been open for a conversation with those school board actors to resolve the issues and address my concerns of what's happening in that school, to work towards a positive, beneficial path for the students. See, this board doesn't have any concern about teaching your children your rights. Not at all. They want you to be obedient little slaves to their, to their dictates. And they're proving that over and over and over again. So I've always been open for a conversation and even a settlement. And I've said repeatedly on the record over and over and over again, this is never about money. That's a lie. There's no evidence that I'm doing this for a cash grab. That's ridiculous. I'm looking at to restore our constitutional rights, freedoms, and liberties for your freaking kid. My kid claims it. My kid stands on it. My wife claims it and stands on it, and I claim it and stand on it. So we live striving to be free. I can't talk to them. They have criminalized me and put a gag on me that I cannot communicate to anyone in that school district. Well, maybe for the exception I, that I could possibly reach out to somebody who no longer works at the school district, and that would be Jeff Curtis. And maybe I can have a conversation with him and say, would you be willing to have a conversation with me about what has transpired and where this is really heading? Buddy, I never wanted to do this. Mr. Curtis, I never wanted to do this. 
You even have a record of an email for me, probably 18 months old, that told you and warned you, I don't want to go down this path. Be very careful. You're going to be pulled into doing something that you don't want to do. And I strongly suggest you go on the record and you object to being put into position to do something that you know is wrong according to the law. Now, it's my understanding Jeff did actually get put in that position and that caused him a great amount of stress. And that stress bubbled out and became vocal. He got hurt. Now, I don't know what what that is other than seeing what happened on social media. I can't speak to any context on that. But Mr. Curtis, I'm here. You you no longer work for that school district. My binds to tie to not, not talk to you are gone. Should I pick up the phone and call you and see if you want to find your own way to untangle from this? I can't reach out to any board member. I feel incredibly sorry for these board actors. All of them, with the exception of Mr. Brian Fox, of course. But all the other board actors have been following some narcissistic bully and they've been lied to and they believing these lies they made characterizations about mr fagitory violating some confidentiality document what in the freaking world there is no policy there's no statute that relates to confidentiality particularly when it's wrapped into a body of an email of a public record It's really funny that confidentiality link was sent to me, very similar one, through the public defender's office and said, Mr. Miller, these records, you can't do anything with them because they're tied to confidentiality. I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. This is a public record. It's my record. If you're telling me I can't have it, tell me I can't have it, but don't tell me I have to have it based upon these conditions of confidentiality. That's not how any of this works. It's either a public record or it's not. If you want things redacted in that record, oh, we go ahead and redact it. And they didn't. And they walked that confidentiality statement back. Even though they they let it go through in the documents, they wouldn't block it out. But I said, I'm not going to legally encumber myself to that. It was a, there's no statute or policy that precludes information in the public record getting out. But see, Mr. Fox wants to create a narrative that there's some ethical breach. And here's the interesting thing that none of you know. While the narrative is trying to couch it as around school safety and security, this particular email that Mr. Fox is incensed about, that's a public record. It's in the the district attorney's office. Hold on, I've got to get rid of this. That particular document is exculpatory evidence that is revealing how the Pennsylvania State Police also participated in this conspiracy and they doxed me on a public record to the school. So how I got it is irrelevant. Who else got it is irrelevant. It's in the DA's office. Since it's in the DA's office, which is available to me through discovery and through motion to compels, I got it. 
and there's more than I got that is in the public record, which is being very interestingly skipped over because the school board knows you're not going to go through my files and documents. They know that. They're just trying to create a path and a narrative. So folks, I communicate with you out of love, hope, prayer, and respect that you will go and seek the truth. Don't believe a word I say. Don't believe it. Go look at the evidence for yourself. Go into the record. Read the judge's order 285. Read the eight pages she wrote about qualified immunity. And this recurring theme that Mr. Whoever in that board wants to say that policy 903 is constitutional because the judge said it's constitutional, absolutely. Things can be constitutional until they're challenged. So the challenge is that policy, well, you can ask me to do anything. You can ask me to wear a tank top, wear flip-flops. You can say you can't come in unless you leave your keys in the car. And those can be constitutional. Absolutely. But when you establish conditions and threats of violence for not following that and you enforce them, that you are going to say, you can't exercise your right to free speech unless you jump through this hoop. That's unconstitutional. But they are missing this point. Like putting a sign down in Atlanta, Georgia, on a restaurant that says no coloreds allowed. It's a fair notice. It's a fair notice. It was discriminatory, but it was a fair notice. It was constitutional posting until it was discriminatory. They were discriminating based upon skin. Well, they were discriminating against me based upon my name and where I reside. They were trying to leverage me surrendering a constitutional right as a pleasure to enjoy another right. So their constitutional argument, while the judge is making a statement about you can ask someone anything, an officer can ask me on the sidewalk, give me your license. Show me your ID. That's a lawful request. They can lawfully say whatever they want, but it's not a lawful order. They can't order me to reach in my back pocket and provide my ID, absent a probable cause, supported by reasonable suspicion, articulable effects that a crime has occurred, a crime is about to occur, or a crime is in progress. So as you saw my traffic stop, I said to Officer Kachka, what, you're asking me to surrender my Fourth Amendment right? I'm not going to do that. I haven't committed any crime to surrender that right. You can offer whatever threats, intimidation, coercion, duress you want. I'm going to remain strong and stand courageous in the face of those unlawful threats. Because absent of me consenting, I'm going to stand. And if I consent, I've surrendered that right. I chose not to surrender. I don't, if I consent, I haven't been harmed. I haven't been violated. I just agreed to something that was unlawful. But because I stood, and they don't like it when people stand, and this is what happens when people stand, you need to see that the repercussions that I'm experiencing are a direct result of the authority being contemptuous of any citizen that wants to claim the rights that we have. 
and the documents go over and over and over this again and again. They don't like it when we stand. And they need to show me and to show the public to stay in your place, you little slave. And I'm not. I'm fighting it for you, but I'm fighting it for me. I'm fighting it for your learning so you can understand that you are just going to consent to everything that they tell you. And that's your choice. I understand it's the safer choice. It's the safer road to walk. Just put the mask on your kids and just put your kid in the doctor and have them put that needle in their arm and take the guard sill. You do you. I have no concern about the choices you make about what you put in your kid's body or what reproductive organ you choose for them to take off or put on. That's on you. I just don't choose to do it for my family. And I want to teach others that they don't like those things, how to stand in opposition to them. But if you're not opposed to those, you do you. I'm, I'm not harboring no judgment. I'm very libertarian in that sense. If you want to abuse your body with alcohol and drugs, I'm going to say, hey, that's probably not the best thing to do. And also, I don't want to pay for your rehabilitation for you creating self-harm. That's, that's your decision. I shouldn't be required to pay for the, the errors of your judgment. But I'm forced to do that. I don't like it, but I'm forced. So I come to you as a voice that I've been trying to advocate on your behalf and your children's behalf and the narrative of toxicity coming from the board, even in spite of Mr. Anthony Fagitori giving that cease and desist notice. They don't care. They don't need to follow the law. The only time they need to follow the law is when we hold them accountable to the law, not as a public official, in their private person capacity. Because when they're found guilty of violating their law and the oath, why should you, the taxpayer, pay restitution for the crimes of those people that you've elected? That's a broken system, folks. And the only way I can do that is to hold them personally accountable. I warned them over and over and over again. I warned them, don't do this. I was trying to be respectful and loving, and I've continued to do that. Pause. Repent. Converse. I had in my settlement letter saying, my settlement offer is reasonable. Now, I didn't need to take any money from them. I just needed them to talk to me and correct. I would have totally walked away from any monetary value that I put in that letter. And I'm even willing to have some other concessions when it gets to the court. But i got to tell you, folks, we need a resounding message to let public servants know where they sit in this hierarchy. For this individual on the microphone right now, my ruler is God and Jesus. That's who I bend my neck to. Not people who have this fraudulent authority and violated at every passing whim. They're not my king. They're not my ruler. My rights don't come by their permissions. My rights come from God. So I hope this is helpful. Um, try to follow me on Facebook. Try to organize with people in the community that may want to hear this message a little broader. Invite me to come down to your community. I've stepped into your community multiple times to make myself available to answer questions. 
let people look at me as some pariah or something. I don't know. I'm not that bad of a guy. Really not. It may look a little strange and I got a, a face for radio. But come, come test my heart. Come test my heart. So I wanted to do this uh, to help bring clarity to the Octorer School community. Take care.